Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's topic. This is a question that I get all the time. So I decided that I needed to make a definitive resource and guide for it so that whenever I get this question in the future, I can just point people directly to this episode and really make this a here's what I think about this topic. These are going to be my opinions. And if you are interested in becoming a climbing coach, these are the steps that I recommend you take. So I'm really excited to have all of this info in one place. And I mean, these are my roots. I started my business as a climbing coach. This is something that I have a ton of experience with and am very passionate about. And when I pivoted my business at the beginning of the year to release the climbing coach and climbing training programs that I had, there was definitely a lot of sadness and grieving. And I was I was sad to see that part go, but I knew deeper down that I was really meant to step into this role of business mentor full-time and not be straddling and splitting my energy between the two things that I was doing. So let's go into some updates first. If you're listening to this podcast on the day that it comes out, the last day of March 2022, thank God we have a (laughs) new moon in Aries. I feel like I can feel all of this fiery, new, expansive energy. But if you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, that means there's just one more day left to join scale. So if you are a business owner and you're interested in scaling your business using group programs, this is my 10-week group experience that will teach you how to create, launch, and sell out your group program, whether this is your first group program or your next group program. I'm spilling all the details that I used to help over a 100 clients and generate over $200,000 in the last two years. So I'm I'm literally giving it all to you. So if you are interested in joining Scale, you can hit the link in the show notes to find more information and how to apply. And if you are really interested in this program, but maybe you're not needing or wanting the group support, stay tuned because I will have an opportunity coming next week where you can actually just purchase the modules that'll be at a reduced price price point from the group program so that you'll just have all of that information and you can apply it and go through it on your own time without the group. Okay, so let's start to get into today's topic. So you want to become a climbing coach. I think I got this title from So You Think You Can Dance, but I am really, really pumped to talk about this again because I think it's really important. And I think that we really need more good climbing coaches. And, you know, if you're not interested in becoming a climbing coach, I think that this is applicable to many different businesses. If you're somebody that has an interest in health and fitness and you're like, okay, well, maybe I haven't started my business yet, 
but I'm kind of interested in potentially doing something like this, you're going to want to listen up because this is going to be applicable for you as well. So when we start to think about, okay, why would we even need more climbing coaches in the first place? Well, let's let's talk about that. I actually have an entire podcast episode about this. You might want to go back and listen to that. I think I titled it, Why We Need More Climbing Coaches. But I truly believe the more coaches that we have, the more people we can help. As the sport continues to get more and more popular, the amount of people that are climbing is going to grow. So, of course, we need more coaches to support that growing population. The more coaches that we have, the more diversity we can bring into the sport because different coaches are going to have different backgrounds. They're going to resonate and connect with different people the more we're going to improve the sport as a whole. So we really do need more people stepping into these roles where they're caring about people, they are monitoring their progress, they're giving them feedback on something they really care about and are passionate about. And that's what's truly going to bring us together inside this community. So when we think about becoming a climbing coach, the first question that a lot of people ask, and I get this question all the time, and I I am I'm not going to lie. I'm very opinionated about this, and this might not be your opinion, but as somebody that has worked with plenty of climbing coaches, both as my clients, being a climbing coach myself, and having a climbing coach, I think this is really, really important. So the first question that people ask is, do you need a certification? And, you know, unless you went to school for something like exercise science or something that is directly related with learning how the body works, how exercise affects the body, how to structure training programs, I absolutely think that you do need a certification. I think it is honestly irresponsible to go ahead and work with people when you don't have that background. Even if you might have been climbing for a long time or maybe you've already been training people for a long time, I do think it's really important to go get that background just to have that base knowledge because what that's going to do is that's going to protect you as the coach. It's also going to protect your clients. And that is such a big, important thing that I think a lot of people don't think about. Like we need to be providing a safe space for our clients. And when I say getting a certification, what I'm referring to is going through something to where you actually learn how to program fitness for people and not just for healthy fit, you know, athletes, you might be somebody that is interested in working with an older population or maybe you're interested in working with postpartum women. It's important to have this information and this knowledge that's not just coming from us guessing. That's not just coming from us using anecdotal experience or our N equals one studies. So I do think it's really important if you're going to be working with people in a physical sense, so maybe you're doing it virtually, but you're writing a training plan for them, or if you're working with something like a gym, I think it's really important to go ahead and get that personal training certification so that you have that background knowledge and that base to pull from. There are quite a few different places that will certify you as a personal trainer. The two most common ones, and I'm not saying that these are the best, but these are the two most common ones that people tend to go with. The first one is going to be ACE Fitness, and then the other one is NASM, N-A-S-M. So either one of those, if you go through them, go through the entire program, I'm not going to lie, it's not easy. You have to learn a lot of anatomy. You have to learn how the body works together. It's it's a lot of work. Um, I actually went through my first 
personal training certification when I was a senior in college. And I remember getting done with that test. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to try to become a personal trainer in the very last semester of my senior year when all I wanted to do was be done with things. But I remember taking that test. I think I took it in May, like a couple of days before I graduated, I want to say. And I remember thinking like, wow, that was actually the hardest test I think I've ever taken. Not to scare you, but I just want you to know like this really does give you a extremely robust understanding of how the body works. So I went through ACE. I think that they did a great job. I actually got recertified through ACE uh, just a couple of years ago, and I, I thought it was a really great program. It was super easy to use. They give you a workbook. They have DVDs if that's, you know, if you like to learn more visually. And I had to study. You know, I, I definitely worked at this. This wasn't something that I could just put on the back burner and just like hope that it was going to work out. I mean, my brain doesn't really work that way. So I would absolutely say that, yes, getting certified, if you're going to be working with people and writing them any sort of a training plan, go get certified. It is absolutely worth it. And I want to say the ACE course that I went through was around 500 or so dollars. And you might be, you know, looking at that and and thinking like, oh, wow, okay, that's an investment. And it is. And here's the thing is you have to invest in yourself if you expect other people to invest in you too. Like that's just the way that it works. And once you start getting your business up and running, $500, that could be one training plan. That could be two training plans. You're going to pay that back really, really quickly if you set yourself up well and actually make sure that you have your credentials in line. I would say, I mean, every single person that's come to me that they've asked, do I need a certification? You know, I really want to become a climbing coach. I love training. This is really exciting for me. That's my first stop is go get certified as a personal trainer. You can move through the material as quickly as you want. So you can literally have things up and running in six weeks, depending how much time and how motivated you are to move through that material. They also let you know what you need to do in terms of being legally legit. So making sure that you're staying inside your scope of practice. They give you a lot of guidance on that. They do give you guidance on how to run your business, although it's honestly laughable. I, I would not recommend following that advice. I think it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, you specialize in fitness. You don't specialize in running a business. So we'll 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 talk about that. Don't worry. But I think it's really important to have that information because they also let you know that you're probably going to need insurance for when you're working with people and making sure that you're covered. If you're going to be an independent contractor, so if you're not going to be working under a gym, you likely will need insurance to cover yourself and to cover anything that might happen with you or your clients. So just make sure that you are going through those channels and learning this information. For me, I am not the expert in this. You know, don't don't come ask me. I can only let you know what I've done, but programs like ACE and NASM, they will walk you through exactly what you need to do in order to protect yourself. So yes, I think certifications are an absolutely really good idea. It also lets people know that you're serious. You know, if I had the choice of picking between two climbing coaches and one didn't take the time to go, you know, learn the basics. And I mean, honestly, to me, it just shows that like, okay, yeah, they're really serious about this. Obviously, these programs are not going to be specific for climbing coaches 
It's more just general fitness, but it gives you that foundation. And then you can move on and do something like Tyler Nelson from C4HP. His courses are really amazing and very, very tailored and customized towards climbing coaches. Then you could add on that knowledge on top of your base and you're going to be even more set to go. Or you can do something like the climbing coach seminar that they run. You can go learn different things from the coaches that speak there. There are plenty of different opportunities for you to further your education and knowledge once you have that base. So hopefully I was able to answer that question very clearly. I feel really passionately about this, honestly. Like, it's, you're working with human beings. This is really fucking important that you not only take it seriously, but that you have a really deep understanding of how the human body works. You know, these are these are real people that we're working with. So we want to make sure that we are keeping them healthy, keeping them safe and doing things that are actually going to be best for them. I am so excited to tell you all about one of my new favorite products. And as an added bonus, you use it on your face. I have been looking for a face wash. I feel like, swear to God, it's been since I was a teenager. I remember when I was younger, I used to really love the body shop and all of the face products that I was using for there, they really dried my skin out. I couldn't quite find one that was a good match for my skin. And then I just gave up altogether. I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm just not gonna use it then because <laughs> I just didn't, it wasn't working. It was actually making my skin worse. Okay, now I'm 30 and I I feel like I should have a face routine. This is something that not only is going to bring me joy, be part of my bedtime routine, but I really wanted to start taking better care of my skin. So I started on the search for a new face wash. Seems rather simple, right? But it actually took me down a rabbit hole. I tried a ton of different products, different clean, I'll put that in quotes because we know sometimes clean doesn't always mean clean ingredients. That's a pretty broad word that the uh, skincare industry is able to use. And I still, I still didn't find one that I loved. It took me months before I stumbled across Clear Stem. Their mission is to create clear skin from the inside out. If you have acne prone skin, if you have dry skin, they make products for you. I'm so excited that I found their gentle, clean, calming wash. This sincerely has changed my life. This smells so good. It leaves my face feeling clean, but not too clean to where it has dramatically overdried my skin. Did you know that if you have overly dry skin, that can actually lead to breakouts? I had no idea. So when I started using the Gentle Clean Face Wash, I read the instructions on the back and I realized, oh my God, I've been washing my face wrong my entire life. I've been using way too hot of water and this has just been such a game changer. The Gentle Clean Face Wash can also remove makeup, which is a massive plus in my book because let's face it, I don't need a 45 minute nighttime routine where I am taking off my makeup, doing all of these things. I really just need something that does it all in one. I cannot recommend this face wash enough. I absolutely love it and the ingredients are non-pore clogging. You would be surprised how many anti-acne and anti-aging products out there actually use pore clogging ingredients. What I really love about ClearStem is you can actually go to their website and you can search ingredients and see if they are pore clogging or not. I did that with a ton of my makeup that I've been using and 
Let's just say I'm definitely gonna be switching in the near future. Now I just need Clear Stem to come out with a makeup line and I am good to go. I am such a fan of everything that they do. The founders are women, so it's a women-owned business and I adore spending my money with women-owned businesses. If you are curious and want to try out Clear Stem products for yourself, I have tried every one of their products. I own them all and this is the only, the only skincare company that I use and trust. I know that they're not going to make me break out. My skin looks amazing. This is the best skin that I've ever had and I'm 30. If you are curious and want to try out their products, you can use my code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 10% off at checkout. All you have to do is go to Clear Stem Skincare dot com search any of their products again i am really really loving the gentle clean cleanser i am seriously in love with this stuff you can also use it as a body wash and use that code chelsea for 10 percent off your order now let's talk a little bit about working as an independent or freelance coach and then working under a gym so I definitely have strong opinions about this as well. I mean, what don't I have strong opinions about? Let's be let's be real. But hey, this is why we're talking about it. And again, just because these are my opinions don't necessarily mean that they need to be your opinions. This is just coming from somebody who has a lot of experience with this and somebody who has worked in the climbing gym industry for a long ass time. I actually worked at, I think it was 10 gyms total. So I have a very unique and in-depth understanding of how gyms work. And I think that there are definitely better gyms to work for out there. And there are gyms where I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was a learning experience <laughs> and it taught me these things and now I need to move on. So if you are somebody that has a good relationship with a gym and you are thinking about going down the career path of becoming a climbing coach and you want to work under a gym and you like the people that you work with, they have a good opportunity. They're, you know, excited about potentially investing in further education for you. They're excited to have you host different events and classes, or they have already in place a program and a structured way to get you clients, then hell yeah, absolutely. It would be an awesome opportunity to work under a gym, keeping in mind that they are probably going to be keeping a percentage of what you make. So I know a lot of gyms, they might do like a 75-25 split where the gym gets 75 and you as the personal trainer would get 25%. So you can kind of start to see why I'm not like the biggest fan of that model. While it might be awesome to get your foot in the door and start to see clients and build up a base that way, I do think that it is rather restrictive when it comes to wanting to grow and scale a business. So just kind of asking yourself, you know, what what am I in this for? What are my goals with this business? Is it to help as many people as possible or is it just to maybe keep things a little bit smaller and really see those big changes and transformations in people's lives that you work with on a very, very close basis? So there's not a right answer. There's not a wrong answer. This is just going to be whatever feels best for the individual. So for me, I knew immediately like, nope, I'm meant to help a lot of people with what I do. So for me, that means that I can't be working under a gym because I'm not going to be able to market the way that I want to. I'm not going to be able to necessarily show up the way that I want to because I am representing this business and this company and it's not just me. So I kind of knew that, okay, I need to go 
the route where I'm just doing all of these things independently and I don't have to answer to anybody. I'm not working for anybody. So again, not a right or a wrong answer here. I just want you to think about what it is that your goals are, what you feel drawn towards, because if you are really excited about going out on your own and getting clients, I am here to tell you it is not that hard. (laughs) I am somebody that has built a multiple six-figure business off of climbing coaching, and I have many clients that I've helped them build very successful businesses. And just because it's something that not a lot of people have done doesn't mean it's impossible, doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to make a living off of it. So just get really honest with yourself. Just get really clear on what it is that you want and don't don't try to put yourself in a box. Don't try to shut yourself down before you even go out and try. I think that that's really important too is a lot of people, you know, we we totally write off our own ideas just because we're like, oh my God, that's like too big. It's too much. I haven't really seen anybody do this thing, so it must not be possible. It's totally possible. So after you have decided, okay, do I want to potentially work under a gym or do I want to do my own thing? That's where we can start getting into, okay, let's start to talk about building a business. And I'm going to talk about this from the lens of if you've chosen not to work under a gym, because if you are choosing to work under a gym, they might have you know, a very specific way that they market or gain clients. They might have stipulations around what you are and aren't able to do on your own. Some gyms are totally fine with people running things on the side and they're very supportive of that. And other gyms are like, nope, you just work for us. That is it. And again, you're going to have to check in with your gym if that's the route that you're taking and kind of see where they stand on that. And I think that having open and clear communication with this, like if you are somebody that is working for a gym and you want to run your own thing on the side, you got to have that conversation because I have seen people get into hot fucking water with this where they kind of just like assume it's fine or they're kind of like trying to do their own thing, you know, under the radar and hoping that the gym won't notice and it turns into a mess every single time. So open, clear, honest communication around this will always be the best thing. So when it comes to running a business, let's say you do want to branch out on your own, which is really, really exciting. Let's talk about the first steps that you're going to need to do in order to have things be successful. So the first thing is you need to get really, really clear on who it is that you want to work with. And before you tell me that you want to work with everyone, I do just want to let you know that niching down to a population that you're really fucking excited to work with will be the most sustainable well that you can draw from when it comes to running your business. If you are trying to work with everyone your message is going to fall flat. Your message is not going to resonate. It's not going to land. So I'm going to give you some examples of specific populations within the climbing community that you could potentially choose to work with. Okay, so obviously I built an entire business called Lady Beta working with women. I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved giving women a space and a place to be heard, seen, understood, valued, and to give them specific education around their cycles and how we can best support them because that information at the time, it was not readily available. It wasn't really talked about. So I loved working with that subset of the population. Another example could be elite athletes. I have quite a few clients that it just really gets them fucking psyched to work with people who are climbing really hard and that's where their passion lies and that is absolutely amazing. We need coaches that specialize in that. You could also want to specialize in youth 
athletes. You could want to specialize in trad climbing or big wall climbing. I mean, hell yeah, we absolutely need more people, especially, you know, not just teaching the physical side of things there, but the rope skills and the management and all of the technical aspects that go into that. We need more people teaching those things in a responsible way. And, you know, if you're going to be doing that, you might need to go on and get further certifications with SPI or AMGA in order to work with people outside. I'm not saying, and let's just, you know, put this out there as a disclaimer. I'm not saying that, hey, if you go get a personal training certification, you're good to go to work with any population that you want to. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is going to be the first stop. And then if you want to work with people in an outdoors capacity, you're going to need to go take something like the SPI or AMGA and make sure that you are fully certified. You will need to have insurance at that point as well. And sometimes you can get on with guiding companies that might provide that for you. But most of the time it is on the individual to get that for themselves. Other subsets of the population could be something like just focusing on sport climbing, just focusing on bouldering, just focusing on newer climbers who are getting really excited and interested in the sport. So those are just some ideas. You know, if you are somebody that is getting really excited about becoming a climbing coach, like you can absolutely niche down in that way. And because you are niching down, you're going to be able to speak to that population so, so specifically. They're going to be like, wow, how are you in my brain? Like, I don't even understand how you know these things. And one of the ways that you might know you want to work with a specific subset of the population is maybe you've gone through that transformation or maybe you've gone through those types of things yourself. So when I think back about me and my climbing training journey, I'm like, wow, I feel like all of these things that I'm doing are either way too fucking hard because they're literally for male bodies, like doing a front lever. I'm like, I don't fucking know if I'll ever be able to do a front lever because my hips are heavy. (laughs) Like, it's just a difference in skeletal structure. Like, males might just have an easier time at that. Um, That could also be just something I'm really specifically not great at. But when I think about all of the climbing training that I did, I'm like, wow, yeah, there wasn't a lot of information for women. And there certainly was not information pertaining to my cycle and my hormones and why I feel like shit one month or one week out of the month every single month. So I wanted to start sharing some of these things that I was learning about. So it was just really exciting for me to work only with women and to be able to share all of this information that I spent years researching and learning. Okay, now that you have your specific subset of the population that you are excited to work with, the next step would be to decide, how do I want to promote my services? And this could be mainly through word of mouth. It could be mainly through referral. You could use social media. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of social media. I think that it is an amazing tool and resource. And when I say social media, I don't just mean Instagram. Maybe you really like Facebook. Maybe you really want to use a podcast. Maybe you love YouTube. There are so many different platforms and there's new ones coming out every day that I I think could actually become a thing. I just heard about Substack, so I'm going to be doing some research into that. Maybe you want to use your website. So it all just depends how you want to put your message out there. And one thing that I'll say here, one little caveat, if you will, is I know social media, if this isn't something that you're used to using to talk about yourself, it can feel really intimidating. And 
Just because it feels intimidating doesn't necessarily mean you need to do everything in person or word of mouth. You can learn how to use social media really easily. I mean, I'm going to be having, and you're the first to know about this podcast listeners, but I'm actually going to be completely, completely redoing my signature business accelerator course, Ignite. So this is my 12-week program that teaches you how to build your entire business. I'm going to be completely revamping it. It's actually going to be called Ignite Rekindled. I am so fucking pumped about this. My assistant, Monica, came up with the name and I was like, oh my God, yes, it's so good. That is so good. That's the perfect name. But I'm going to be redoing it because I've learned so much about building your business that I just, I want to put my most current and best information out there. So I'll actually be hosting a sale of 50% off pre-sale, which is fucking insane. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm, I need to get this information out there. I really want to help people grow their businesses. This sale will be starting on the 22nd of April. So if you are excited about learning how to use social media in your business and how to grow your business, how to start taking on -on one-on-one clients and scale to a six-figure business, this is your course. So stay tuned for more information about that, but just wanted to put that out there into your ether so that you kind of had that on your radar if that's something that you're interested in. So after you are clear on who you want to work with, what way that you want to promote yourself, what way that you want to market, then you can start thinking about, okay, what types of services do I want to offer? Do I want to work with people in a one-off capacity where maybe they just, you know, do one session with me? Do I want to work on mindset? Do I want to work on nutrition or do I want to just focus on training? And, you know, obviously if you're going to work on nutrition, you need to have further certifications for this. Maybe you're a health coach or you're going through some nutrition program like precision nutrition, but just making sure that you are staying within your scope of practice. For mindset, this is where it gets a little bit gray area. While I think it would be really beneficial to have a certification in something like mindset training, I know that there are a couple of programs out there. I do think that this one can be a little bit more experience-based, depending on what you're helping people with. I, I want to add in here that a lot of the times when you work on mindset with people, big things can come up. Traumatic things can come up that are, you know, oftentimes they might not seem related to climbing, but they are affecting the climber. They're affecting how they're feeling when they're on the wall. So just keep that in mind. If you're not somebody that feels comfortable handling those types of things, and I'm not saying like, hey, go fix and, you know, promote that you're going to heal everybody's trauma. Absolutely not. But just understand that those things might come up and becoming a trauma certified coach might be a really good path if that's what you're wanting to work on with your clients is more of that mindset aspect. So when you start to think about, okay, do I want to work with people on an ongoing basis? Maybe that's three months, six months. How many times a week do I want to start training them? Then you can start to build out different offers, which is where it gets really, really exciting. So when you think about programming, it's really important to Again, get that further and continuing education if you want to take in-person seminars or maybe virtual ones. Again, Tyler Nelson does great ones. Climbstrong does them as well. And then there's the climbing performance seminar. So I would absolutely recommend doing that if you want to get more ideas for what to program for your clients. I'm going to share four books that I really love. And keep in mind, What I'm not saying here is go read these books and take these exercises directly and 
try to pass them off as yours, but this is so that you can take inspiration from these exercises and the things that they have written in these books, and then you can start to create something that is truly yours. So the first one that I would recommend is Climb Strong, their Logical Progression book by Steve Bechtel. This book is an amazing resource. It has tons of really great knowledge. You can start to learn how to blend things like strength training and climbing training together, which I think is really important. Steve also gets even deeper into strength training and how to use it for climbing in his book, Unstoppable Force, Strength Training for Climbing. So I'd highly recommend both of those two if you don't have them already and you are a climbing training nerd. The next book that I would recommend is Beast Making by Ned Fihali. Honestly, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing his name right or not, but he is a strong mofo and he is the husband of Shauna Coxie and she is a Olympian World Cup climber and all-around badass, so I definitely trust what he has to say. He does a lot about finger strength and finger training, hangboarding. This book is packed full of information. I absolutely love it. I still refer to it to this day. It just came out, but it's it's a really good book. And the last book is by one of my favorites, Eric Hurst. It is the Rock Climbers Exercise Guide. So this is just a lot of different exercises, body weight, non-body weight to include in your training programs. And again, I think that it's really important to have a big library of things that you like to work on clients with. And the first couple of clients, if you haven't ever worked with somebody before, you're probably going to be testing things out. And, you know, this is going to be really reflective of your price and you need to be very transparent with people. Like if you are a newer coach and you haven't worked with people yet, you gotta, you gotta say these things. You know, we're not promising people. We're not guaranteeing people anything. I I, don't, I think it's important to steer away from that type of language anyway, but just being really transparent with the fact that like, yeah, this is my beta program or, you know, I'm just starting out to work with clients. I'm so excited and just being very upfront and clear that they are going to be the first couple of people that you're working with. I think it's important to have a really big repertoire of exercises that you can give people so that you can start to see what works. I remember when I was first Taking on my my first couple of clients, which was really exciting, I learned really quickly what worked for them and what didn't. And I was in very close contact and communication with them the entire time, asking them how they're feeling, how things are going, how their body is feeling, how they're recovering. And I remember at first I was definitely giving people too much volume. Like I was giving them too many things to do, which I think is a really common mistake that coaches make in the beginning is, you know, just getting a little overzealous and then not realizing or understanding that, hey, actually, we're trying to find that minimum effective dose. We're trying to find the least amount that we can do that's actually still going to make big gains and move this person forward. So it's kind of getting out of this mentality of, oh, if some is good, more must be better. And in reality, more is just more. So we're just really trying to find that effective dose for people. And it's typically a lot less than people might think. And yeah, it's definitely a mindfuck to explain to your clients that, hey, you know, this might not look like a lot, but this is actually what is going to get you really strong. It's going to allow you to climb outside at the same time. You're going to recover faster and you're going to feel even better than if you were trying to just like grind yourself into a pulp every single session. So 
Once you've got your programming down, then it's time to start taking on clients. Oh my gosh, this is the most exciting stage. I absolutely love, 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 love supporting clients through this process because it it kind of is this thing where like once you get one, then you get another one and then it's even easier to get more clients because you start having people that will provide you testimonials. People can see that you're working with people and it really just snowballs from there. So when it comes time to promoting for your first client. You know, let's say, for example, you're using social media. This is where people tend to give up a little bit too early. And we have to remember and realize that people need to see things quite a few times to even understand it's a thing. So you can't just put it out there one time. I would say a minimum of seven to 11 times talking about, hey, I've got spots opening for one-on-one clients for climbing training programs. You're going to be working with me together for 12 weeks. Here are some of the things that we can accomplish over these 12 weeks. So if you're somebody that is struggling to progress your climbing, you're really wanting to get stronger, you don't really have a structured training plan right now, I would love to talk with you. And then you can go ahead and invite them on something like a 30-minute call to get to know them better, to get to know their background, and see if you guys would be a good fit to work together. This is the format that I bring all of my clients through. And of course, I have more resources that I provide them with for all of these things so that they can make sure that they're really confident in this. But this is the general structure of things. So you just kind of start to announce that, hey, like I've got spots open and don't give up too early. Remember, you've got to put things out there a lot for people to even understand that you are potentially selling something or that you have something to offer. So don't get discouraged if you've been putting things out there and nobody's biting. Honestly, just keep at it. Share your own training as well. Make sure that people know that you are there to help them. If you need to change, for example, your Instagram username to include coach in there. And if you are somebody that you're you're excited to go through the personal training program, I would share behind the scenes. I would let people know that like, hey, I'm going through this program in order to become a climbing coach. I'm excited about doing all of these things. I would let people in on the journey while you're going through it. I wouldn't wait until you're certified to then say, hey, surprise, I'm a personal trainer and all of a sudden I'm taking on clients. Like this can also serve as your warm-up period for your audience. So I, I wouldn't miss this opportunity because the more warm your audience is when you go to announce that you have spots open, the more people have already had the time to know, like, and trust you. And unfortunately, nobody's going to buy or purchase from you if they do not know you, they don't like you, or they don't trust you. So you have to have all three of those in place. And what better time to do it than when you're already going through the process and you can start to share, here are some of the things that I'm learning. I'm so excited to get into climbing programming. Here are some of the things that I'm doing for my own training, you know, with the disclaimer that like, hey, just because I'm doing this for my training doesn't mean that you need to be doing this for yours. I think it's really important to make that distinction for people because sometimes people are like, oh, this person's doing that thing. Oh my God, I've seen this so often with pro climbers sharing what they do for climbing training. And then other people are like, well, I should do that. And I'm like, well, actually that's an elite level athlete. And this is, you know, climbing is their job. It's their entire life. So unfortunately, you know, us everyday, more average athletes, like we're just not on the same level as the elite level athletes and their training regimen is not going to be appropriate for us. And it's not a bad thing. We're just at very different points in our lives and we're at very different abilities. I mean, it's like taking somebody who trains twice a day every single day of the week and then trying to give that training program to somebody who has never trained for climbing before. It's going to be a mega disaster. 
let's go ahead and finish up this conversation with talking about pricing. Oh my God, I love talking about pricing. I did an entire pricing workshop just a couple of months ago. And I think when it comes to charging for services, a lot of coaches undervalue themselves. They end up undercharging and then they get into the situation where they have a lot of clients, which is awesome, but they are in this position where they're just working one-on-one and they're trading time for money and they actually end up not really having a lot of time for themselves, not a lot of freedom to actually go climb and do the things that they love. So we have to make sure that we are charging enough to where you're not just like packing and maxing out your schedule with a ton of one-on-one clients and not having any free time for you. So when it comes to pricing, let's say you're going to work with somebody for three months, you're going to work with them one-on-one, you're writing them a custom training program, you have 24-7 support offered. They can contact you at any time. Any questions that they have, you're going to be there. You know, maybe that's on an app called Voxer. I really love Voxer because you can use the walkie-talkie feature and really talk through a lot of things. I would not suggest giving people your phone number just because I think it's important to have that separation between work and personal life. And for me, when I'm going into my text messages and texting my friends, my mom, I am not in coach mode. Like I am in like, hey, I need to vent about this or like, let's just, you know, we're working on plans or whatever it is. I think it's important to have a specific container and a specific space for talking to your clients. I think that's honestly, it's more fair to your clients that way, and it's easier to set boundaries that way as well. So again, I would steer away from giving people your phone number, and I would use Voxer or something similar. Slack, Discord, all of those are great options. So let's say that you have that really high level of support. Maybe you're doing weekly calls. Maybe it's an hour or a 30-minute check-in. That's a lot of your time, you know, doing something that is that intimate and that high touch with a client. I honestly wouldn't recommend going much below $900-ish for an offer like that. So if you are not going to be doing weekly calls, if you're just doing a training plan, of course, you can bump that price down a little bit. I probably wouldn't go much under $500 for that, just kind of depending. And when it comes to pricing, I'm actually going to link the free pricing workshop that I did in the show notes so that you can have access to that. If you are thinking about running your own business or becoming a climbing coach, please, please, please go watch. It is really going to be super helpful for you. So when when it comes to putting a price on something, the quote right price is going to be something that feels a little uncomfortable for you. I'm not going to lie. It's going to feel like it's pushing you. It's going to feel expansive, but it shouldn't be so high to where you're like, I can't even show up for this because I'm so fucking uncomfortable and I feel like such an imposter. So it's got to be somewhere in between. So you can try on different price points. Okay, so if I sold a three-month training plan where they have 24-7 access to me, I'm writing something custom for them. Maybe it's like every week, every month, whatever it is. How would feel to me. Okay, well, initially, maybe with your first couple of clients, maybe it would feel really awesome. Okay, maybe after a couple of months, that price point makes you feel like you don't really want to show up as much. You're starting to notice that you're hesitating or you're starting to notice that you're feeling a little resentful or bitter. Okay, great. That's when you know it's time to raise the price on that. And you can have an introductory or beta round price, and then you can have the price that the price point is going to move up to after that as well. So that's something that you can absolutely do. And with the numbers that I just put out there, those are just suggestions. 
you might be thinking like, oh my god, who am I to charge that much? But honestly, once you start getting really, really good at your craft and you start to learn more, you can get people results that much faster. And you've probably done years and years of research. You've gone through these certifications at this point. You've gone through, you know, your own training. You've gone through continuing education and learning more about this. What people are paying for oftentimes are they're paying for you to accelerate the process so that they don't have to go do those weeks months, years of research and learning that you did, and you're putting it all in one place for them. You are accelerating the process for them. You are essentially taking out hours and hours and hours of work that that client might have to do. So when you start to think of it that way, that is usually really helpful for people instead of thinking, oh my God, I'm just giving them this three-month training plan and I'm charging X amount. Like It's not just about that. It's about your background and how long it took you to get to the knowledge that you have right now. I hope that that gave you some really good ideas and some direction if you are excited about becoming a climbing coach. Again, I absolutely think that we need more coaches. The more, the better, because people need help. They want support. And, you know, when you're really excited about something and you want to get better at it, hiring somebody to help you is a no-brainer. Alrighty, if you have left a rating and review of the podcast in 2022, this is your last call, last opportunity to send me an email so that I can send you a prize package, a thank you package for leaving a review of the podcast. Just send an email to hello at expandwithchelsea.com with your home address or whatever address you want me to send this package to, and I can't wait to send you a little thank you package for leaving a review of the podcast. It seriously means so, so much to me that you took the time to write a review that you're here listening. I appreciate it more than I can say, so I'm really excited to send you this little this little love package, this little care package, we'll call it. So again, send that email to hello at expandwithchelsea.com. And if you are interested in learning more about Ignite, the presale about that, I'll put a link in the show notes along with the free pricing workshop that I mentioned. If this resonated with you, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram. I'm at expandwithchelsea. Let me know your thoughts on the show. And if you haven't left a rating and review, I mean, come on, you, you gotta do it at this point, but I would really appreciate if you would go leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps me so much. It helps other people find the show as well. If you have a friend that is thinking about becoming a climbing coach and you want to send this episode to them, I would be really, really appreciative of that as well. Anything that helps spread the word is really so helpful for me. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you next episode.